Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Is he out in the hallway? Beautiful. (laughs) So did I not have as many seconds as you told me? No, we had more, actually. No, I ran as fast as I could there and back. That wasn't real oh, fast. Wow, look at that. Oh. He just tried to blame others. Wow. He took the 45 seconds. It doesn't take 45 seconds to get to the water machine and back. I don't think. Live wow. from Studio C. C's in your dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. How are you all today? And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager... Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people and poets. Poets? 
Poets, I became aware that it's National Poetry Month. Oh, also the tax man. It's tax day, don't you know? I thought tax day was Monday. Tax day is Monday. Who cares? Yeah, tax day is Monday. It is why? I don't know. It just is. April 15th. It's Well, it's not this year. Not according to my calendar, not according to my no, it's, tax it's, person. It's insane. It's, it's, nothing is real anymore. Everything's shifting on us. I've hired there, a bad, you used to be able to depend on April 15th. I've hired a bad accountant if they've uh, told me Monday is tax day and to make sure I have my stuff signed by then if it's actually today. Yeah, according to the calendar in my iPhone, it is Monday the 18th. Is this uh, a COVID thing? I have no Still, idea. Or? Yeah, I, I agree uh, because it's you know a weekday. Why, why is it not today? It was April 15th my whole life. Any you accountants know? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bet I do know, actually. I'll bet I do know, actually. Because I'll, for a lot of the country, and I know this from having lived in North Carolina for a while, Good Friday is a holiday, man. And it is Good Friday. Ah. And I also, I was going to mention, my commute was very light driving to work today. So there's a lot of people with uh, Good Friday off. Our general manager could be Jesus Christ, but Joe went with poets. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I almost started a really inappropriate limerick that a lot of people would have oh. laughed at and a lot of people would have been very hurt by, so I'm glad I didn't say it. Oh, um, golly. Yeah. Oh, but uh, that's why today is a holiday for a lot of people, so tax day is always gets moved when it's a holiday, so that's why it is on the 18th. I figured it out myself with my own brain. Congratulations, Excellent. Jack. Sherlock freaking Holmes <laughs> over here. <laughs> the pride of the Russian fleet is sitting at the bottom of the Black Sea, which is just freaking awesome. It was promoted to submarine (laughs) because of its valor. (laughs) It's the first warship sunk in 80 years anywhere in the world. Is that right? Yes, it's the first warship sunk since World War II. It rarely happens. I remember uh, when I got into reading uh, The Battle of Midway. God, I loved that book as a kid. I read it in probably like seventh grade or something. What a fantastic book. And and what a, uh, I didn't know that. You know, p- playing Battleship as a kid or watching movies. Individual big ships are a big deal. They're expensive, hard to maintain, hard to build, hard to have the technology. You don't have a lot of them. They are, sinking one of those is a very, very big deal. And uh, they're, the pride of their navy is at the bottom of the sea. Now, they're still claiming that the, the Ukraine didn't sink us. We blew up, which is just the weirdest defense ever. Well, one of our beloved listeners sent us an article from the English version, English-speaking version of Pravda, which claims that it's steaming its way toward uh, Sebastopol or something. Oh, really? To get repairs, yeah. So they're not even conceding that it's, uh, well, submarine. Yeah, they claimed uh, the 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 rest of the news was uh, talking about it being towed to port as it was so badly injured. But oh, the the other claim the Russians are making that it was a storm, so it had had uh, it had caught fire, <laughs> and that was damaged. And it was being towed to port, and a storm hit it. But I just heard that meteorologists say there was no bad weather on the Black Sea, so that's wow. a completely made up. I heard that story yesterday. And I thought, oh, okay, so the storm hit. No, apparently the weather was fine. So it's all lies. Well, and take it from me, it's best to settle on one excuse. When you go with multiple excuses like that, it's just not uh, not uh, convincing. I uh, I got a flat tire, and uh, I got pulled over, and uh, I lost my vision for ten minutes, and uh, all sorts of stuff. No. It was an early dinner, and I didn't even want to be there. Right. We had an early dinner. Those Makes of- you sound like a lying idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty awesome. It's uh, it's it's exciting. You know, the city of Mar- Mariupol is about to fall. 
according to all reports, somewhere around a thousand Ukrainian soldiers surrendered yesterday, and they were the last of the holdouts. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! They were the last of the holdouts, and they uh, they were sending out videos that they were they were running out to fight with no bullets in their guns. They they just completely ran out of an- ammunition. They're drinking like water that accumulates in a low spot in the ground because they got no water and no food. So that was just a matter of time. And uh, apparently once Russia secures Mariupol, which is supposed to happen this weekend, uh, they have a lot more maneuverability and the ability to get in people and stuff and prosecute their war. So that's that's right. definitely that's definitely a blow to the Ukrainians. So while it's very exciting that that big giant ship sunk and, and morale-wise, symbolism-wise, fantastic, the first big city is falling to the Russians, it would seem. And I don't think those Russian troops are probably got... A good weekend coming to them either. I mean, the Ukrainian troops that surrendered to the Russians. Yeah, I wonder. I, I was just reading an editorial that said we need to give them everything they need right now, and I think right now might even be too late. Who's 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 not saying that now? Who's not saying that other than Joe Biden and his Secretary of State? Other than that, who's not who's not saying give them more? You know, I come across an occasional piece uh, written by one person or another saying, you know, this is not worth a world war. Uh, we must show restraint. Just the same arguments we've been hearing. But a lot of the generals that were more cautious toward the beginning are now, you know, write, writing op-eds saying, we got to give them what we need to give them. Right. Whatever they need. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, as we've said from the beginning, just because of the numbers game, it was practically inevitable that Russia, Russia would overcome the Ukrainian forces eventually, and it's just it's sickening to see uh, and to hear about now. Well, my, my brief argument is, I'm convinced of this now, he is going to keep going if he takes Ukraine. So we'll end up in the same spot anyway where we have to confront him with NATO. So why not do it? Why not risk it now? Yeah, yeah, because he'll solidify his lines and and move his forces in and the rest of it and then move on Kiev at some point. Because, you know, according to his bizarre uh, rant of a month or so ago or two months, whatever it was, where Putin was explaining why Ukraine's never existed. It's actually part of Russia. Well, Kiev is the uh, the historical capital of the Russian Empire, right? And so, Yeah. yeah, it's only a matter of time before he moves on the capital. And then what do we do? Let's start the show officially <clears throat> on this good Friday. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on Friday, April 15th, the year 2022, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations for which we are bleeping sticklers. Here we go at Mark. One of the American companies that suspended service in Russia is Netflix, which has made subscribers in Russia so mad they're suing Netflix. They want 60 million rubles in compensation. How great would it be if this war ends because Russians didn't get to watch Is It Cake on time? <laughs> so we got to talk about Elon and uh, what's playing out with that. You're getting uh, lots of attention. Ah, yes. And very exciting. Very exciting. We have an insider report on the freak out of the woke crowd at Twitter. Oh, I can't wait to can't wait to hear about that. Well, the freak out of the left in general. Oh, my God. And it's weird. The, the, The conversations, the future of free speech, they say with a grave tone in their voice. Wait a second. He's wanting to loosen up 
the content on Twitter, more of it. Why are you so concerned about free speech? I don't. That's so confusing to me. How are they making this argument that free speech is a threat as he wants more tweets to be possible? But that's the wrong speech. That creates a dangerous place, not a safe place. We need the right speech, not the wrong kind, and we'll decide. Uh, I don't know if Elon's thought this through. I still think there's a danger for him that he becomes labeled a Trump-like character that is just rejected by you know a good chunk of the country automatically, and like Tesla becomes a symbol of you know the let's go. It, it might as well have a, a sign that says "Let's go branded on your cars." Be driving a Tesla when it has been the flagship of elite white liberals for right. The last uh, since 2012. Well, and I don't want to give too much away of our uh, from our insider report, but that's already happened among the young woke crowd. They wouldn't even think of buying a Tesla that's for that reason. Wild. That's wild because that is the crowd that has been buying them. Right now, you see why they're so stressed. So, what does that do to the, the, the most valuable car company in the world? I wonder. Well, an interesting situation. Well, and we're all supposed to be driving around in little electric cars by, like, the year 2030, according to Cal Unicornia, among other uh, locales. So, uh, what, the Nissan Leaf? Got to go with that? <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, the world is not boring. I'll tell you that. The world is not boring. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's good. It's solid. You know, it'll get us by. By Monday, you'll forget about how weak it was. You never say, it sucks out loud today. I mean, it is. I would pass. If I, were you. Oh, I think I, I may have once or twice. I like when I get a waitress or a waiter who says, nah, I, I wouldn't get that. When you ask about something, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I do, too. Do, yeah. does, the, does the boss appreciate that? Because it's on the menu. I mean, they, does they the got, chef appreciate it? They got it on the menu for a reason. For the waiter to say, nah. Stir, I, stir I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feed the meatloaf to my dog. <laughs> what? It might be dog. <laughs> Wow. Okay, all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. So much to talk about. Joe is just saying, can't believe how much attention the whole Elon Musk Twitter thing got. Yeah, left and right, so much attention, obviously, with completely different takes on it. But uh, lead story for the left and the right all day yesterday and looks like uh, today, too. Yeah, I flipped open the Wall Street Journal app yesterday afternoon. and They had four or five stories about it, which I thought was uh, extraordinary. So uh, we'll cover that for you. Some interesting and juicy quotes and an insider report on the snowflakes of Twitter freaking out inside the uh, Twitter headquarters. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Michael, bad news. I realized what day of the week it is and, and that it's not, you know, not yet time for the freedom-loving quote of the day in mailbag. Michael loves nothing better than to play the buzzer when I cue the wrong feature. But I, I, no, no, there's no rehearsals. Stop it. Uh, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Did you get the prize yet? Control your soul's desire for freedom. You fool! What we know is that this is an issue that is measured in the context of what we know is is a charge to do much better. 
I read these statements from world leaders that say never again. What exactly are they saying never again to? Well, the United States and the international community are not going to stand by while Russia does what it does. And we haven't stood by. We're probably uh, turning uh, another page in the same book of Russian brutality. Imagine there's no countries. Just remember this. Think that situation. We think I'm stupid enough to keep on reputation. He pulled out a ring and he said, will you marry me? And it was the most perfect moment. I agree to the f but I'd really like to claim your Scheffler outshines them all. This morning was a totally different story. I cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out. I was just told by security that she apparently had glue and she glued herself to the floor. Like I said, we're here to win, and that uh, this was the right choice. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. Everybody wants to get off. Everybody wants to get off. You're too small. You're too big. That doesn't fit. Me, 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 me. Yeah, boil them, because that's the way I like them. Boiled chicken beets. I just served them as a side dish. And they were uh, crunchier than I expected. It's a prostitute being sued. Come on. And most of all, let's make America rock again. Oh, boy. <laughs> A lot more music wow. in Cal than usual. What was that uh, national anthem there at the end? What is that? I don't know. I didn't. I've never heard that. That's a, what, what was that? Hanson? That was de, that was opening day at the Detroit Tigers. Zach White. There you go. Playing against Jack White. Jack White. I'm sorry. Of the white stripes. Right. Um. That Julian Lennon playing Imagine. Does he think that anybody wants to hear that, or that means anything to anybody? I don't understand anything about saps who think that song is is inspirational. In some way. So I can't even begin to approach the question. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Uh, wrapping up, I think our series on warfare. Thomas Mann said this, and I quote: "War is only a cowardly escape from the problems of peace." Mm. Certainly, uh, it could apply to old Vlad Putin and what he's up to. Mailbag. The first of the congratulations have begun to roll in, Jack. Brian from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, congratulating us on our lofty rank in the Talkers.com Heavy 100, oh, which has come out again. Uh, weren't we in the teens last year? I think so. Are we? Did we're, we drop? 27th. Oh, that's definitely lower than we've been. Oh, in yeah, years. that's we're humiliating. Going, we're going the wrong direction. What? We're bigger than other. Bigger than ever, rather. Yeah. Hmm. By all measures I would use, things are going better than ever. But apparently we've gone backwards in that publication. Well, what are you going to do? Nice fellow publishes it. So, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, we appreciate you listening, even though we're just a crappy 27th place. My, my. We'll have to take a look at who's ahead of us. That's always fun. 
Well, uh, it is National Poetry Month. Coincidentally, Gary W. from Hawaii says, Guys, time to bring back the haiku, Michael. The beautiful Japanese art of the haiku, the five syllables. The seven syllables, the five. Liberals tweeting. Using free speech to warn us. Elon Musk hates speech. Mm. <laughs> the haiku. Oh, boy. Uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> Lots of people with a lot of thoughts on that yesterday, and we'll get to some of that coming up. And oh, and you have, we have an insider on how they're reacting at Twitter. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, 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 and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. Hmm. Extremely important to the future of civilization, <clears throat> says Elon Musk. Um, let's get to why he even made his offer on Twitter yesterday before we start to converse about this. Why make that offer? Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so it, it's just really important that people have the, both the, uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. One of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm. Um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets, you know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, uh, that action should be made apparent so you can, anyone can see that that action has been taken. So there's, there's no sort of behind-the-scenes um, manipulation, either algorithmically or manually. So, boy, I could go on all day about the manipulation of algorithms, but I won't. Well, he has, uh, I think this is something that, I forget who said it, might have been Charles Payne, who we're going to play a little of a little bit later, um, uh, that as he gets further down this process of, oh, it was Steve Forbes, from the failed presidential candidate from years ago, <laughs> gazillionaire Steve Forbes, talking about how as uh, Elon gets further down the process of trying to buy Twitter and that sort of thing and starts asking uncomfortable questions, in open about how, how do your algorithms work? Let's all let's all see those, um, because the the belief is by many people right that there aren't any freaking algorithms. There's there's a handful of people at the top of Twitter say I hate that guy, I hate that guy, I hate her, and they just boot you off. <laughs> and huh, it's not wow. as, it's not as complicated as a bunch of complex algorithms saving the world from various speech. A lot of people on the left freaked out about this yesterday. Joy Reid's always the best for a freak out. Let's go with uh, 30 there, Michael. So for so many reasons, being a freeloader and a selfish and disrespectful one, and for misappropriating black vernacular for misogynistic purposes, Elon Musk is the absolute worst. MSNBC, he's a freeloader. you got to be kidding me. He's got 99,000 employees, and he's bringing factories back to America. So that's Joy, Joy Reid. Reed is insane. That was Joy Reid when, when Elon got into the Twitter battle with Senator Elizabeth Warren. Remember, it came out that he didn't, he paid whatever in taxes and she, 
He got called a freeloader and the rich need to pay their fair share. Elon tweeted out and made the point, which turned out to be accurate, that he was about to pay the biggest chunk of taxes anybody's ever paid in the history of capitalism, which he did. Um, But anyway, yeah, the whole he's a freeloader thing. So that's part of the attack from the left on Elon Musk is that he's a super rich that doesn't pay his taxes and is a freeloader and he's a racist. Remember, we heard that from some MSNBC host. Tesla is a racist country and that comes from his apartheid background in South Africa. Man, you shouldn't be able to say stuff like that unless you can really back it up. I mean, that is some strong, strong stuff. But we, that, that, you know, that kind of talk gets thrown around now regularly well, without you don't have to back it up. You just get to say it. Just as an aside, MSNBC is becoming increasingly desperate and idiotic. Uh, Rachel Maddow just uh, announced that she's only going to do her show one day a week, and the few ratings they have are uh, quickly disappearing. So, yes, you're going to hear even more incendiary garbage uh, out of MSNBC if you bother to listen at all. So uh, Elon did get into some of the conversation yesterday about what he, if he runs Twitter, how he's going to change it. What will he allow? What he won't allow? It's not going to be a complete free-for-all. We're going to get into that big at the beginning of Hour 2 because we're going to hearken back to the problems that Facebook had, for instance, when they started trying to weed out some objectionable material. And some material is objectionable by everyone's standards. But then the next chunk is only objectable by most people's standards. And then the next chunk is objectable about half the country. So it gets it gets complicated very quickly, and we'll get into that uh, hour two. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into the internal freakout at Twitter, uh, a couple more comments that Elon Musk made during his TED Talk. Uh, this one is mostly just funny. 26, Michael? I'm... You know, tweeting more or less stream of consciousness, you know, it's not like, let me think about some grand plan about my Twitter or whatever, you know, I'm like, literally you know, on the toilet or something, I'm like, oh, this is funny, and then tweet that out, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's like most of them. So most, <laughs> you know. so most of Elon Musk's tweets come to you as he's sitting on the toilet. He has 80 million followers. Oh, right, right. Well, I just I think it's funny that so many times he will tweet something and and, and the stories will erupt from every uh, you know journalistic outfit in the country and people will speculate and retweet and tweet back and forth and the rest of it and he was just trying to be funny. Is he the? Because he has a thirteen-year-old sense of humor. Is he the wackiest richest man in the world ever? You know, Howard Hughes at the end was the richest man in the world for a while and. He was pretty wacky with his long fingernails and toenails and living in a hotel in Las Vegas and all that, but a different kind of wacky. Oh, yeah. I think we need to more carefully define wacky. I mean, there's wacky and then there's mentally ill. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so I thought this was interesting. Uh, We'll just uh, call this person Alnonymous. Uh, says, keep my name out of this, of course, Al, no problem. It was a fascinating day to watch people completely lose their shizzle in the internal <laughs> Twitter Slack channels. Um, and if you don't know Slack, that's like an internal communication system for within a company. Oh, and by the yeah. way, if you if you live in other parts of the country, you might not realize this, because if you live in the Bay Area uh, or have spent time around the Bay Area like we have, all of these companies we're talking about are like a stone's throw from each other. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. amazing how all of these different things, Google and Apple and Steve Jobs' boyhood home and where Teslas are made and, uh, and th- the giant Facebook sign that people get their pictures taken next to, they're all within, like, right there. It's it's really wild. 
these people run into each other at coffee shops every single day. But anyway, back to your uh, mm-hmm. Twitter freakout. Yeah, indeed. So uh, anyway, this is the internal Slack channel at Twitter. A couple of takeaways from those who are vocal. And we're not just talking about 10 people. This was a lot of people, writes our insider. Uh, number one, they, those who hate Elon, are woke don't see how their moderation of tweets and accounts is biased. They honestly think they're doing the right thing. The sincere believer, the true believer. I don't doubt that. Uh, Two, they fully believe it's transphobic to not want... Back back to that one, though. Maybe I was when I was younger, and a lot of these people are probably pretty young. I'm guessing a lot of these people are in their 20s. Is that? Do you think that's accurate? Oh, yeah, safe to say, or certainly the arrested adolescent 30-something of the 21st century. God, I'm even thinking by my late 20s, I'm pretty sure I, th- th- that I would have thought, I don't always know what's the right thing for people to hear in the world. I, sh- <laughs> I, I shouldn't be in charge of what people, what is the appropriate speech and what's not, because I am not the all-seeing, all-knowing being. But these people are apparently right. pretty comfortable with that. Yes, they are, which is kind of interesting. I mean, uh, granted, I was a weird little kid, but uh, the idea of Jeffersonian free speech was something I think every little kid grew up with, right? But we were not conditioned for years in the education system to despise our country and its freedoms, like so many young people are today. I mean, it's become so big and ugly and obvious that that now people are talking obviously, or I'm sorry, talking openly and commonly about the, the, the awfulness in our education system. But that's been going on for quite some time before everybody caught on. So I just think we're seeing the products of that. One of the products of that is people who think, oh, no, no, censorship is good if I do it, which is sickening. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, They fully believe it's transphobic to not want biological males to compete in women's sports or to question if kids should start transitioning. Okay. They're sincere in that extremist belief. I've been hanging on to this email. Now's the perfect time to throw it in. Got to keep this very, very vague. Soccer program. Uh, good players, serious players of uh, seventh, eighth grade level. So you got uh, young, uh, barely teenage boys, barely uh, prepubescent in most cases. Okay, they're still boys. Um, maybe they're starting to stink a little bit, and their mom's telling them you got to use deodorant if you're going to be in my minivan. Uh, so they have friendlies with other soccer programs. It's games out of league, but to practice, including against a Division One women's soccer program. Division One. They tie. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Seventh and eighth grade boys, because of their speed, violence, uh, which is a funny word to use in soccer, but if you've ever coached or played soccer, you know what I'm talking about. They will throw themselves at the ball. Um, they are the equal to Division One college women. Well, elite eighth grade athletes, because I remember from playing eighth grade football, the best players were full-grown men, so you'd have a you'd have a bunch of full-grown men there, yeah, and they would be, yeah, they'd be everything that a man is with their speed and strength and bone structure. It doesn't surprise me. Well, no, that's you're you're saying the opposite. I think of my point, and uh, I mean they're they're thirteen, twelve, and thirteen year olds. They're under fourteen, um, and they are boys. I mean they're not full-grown men, and they're tying a Division One college program. Because of the differences in speed and strength between males and females. And that was the point that the, so, this I, insider was making. I'm surprised that even happened. How did that, I wonder how that match even came together. I would have thought that there had been a lot of forces that wouldn't have wanted that to happen. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of an uncomfortable thing from the perspective of the women's team. On the other hand, if they're looking for a good equal foe, mm. they have it in 12 and 13 year old boys, mm. which is something. And and listen, I think women's sports is wonderful. Uh, there are all sorts of studies that show it. I've raised two girls. I think it's just terrific. Uh, but the idea that biological males can participate and compete against women is idiotic. Anyway, back to the meltdown inside of Twitter. They actually believe that Elon Musk is a racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic bigot. They think everyone who's been banned from Twitter is a horrible human who needs to be silenced. They don't see this as censorship. They're worried that their identities will be leaked and the mob might come after them, which is interesting since they're the mob, mostly. Uh, They're afraid they'll lose their jobs for their skin color, their sexual orientation and political beliefs at Twitter. But that's the whole to be a victim is the only safe identity. Otherwise, you're the oppressor, right? And the worst thing in the world to be is the oppressor. So you've got to be a victim. So they're at the most woke corporation, perhaps, on Earth. But they're constantly telling each other, I'm just so scared as a gay, Hispanic, pansexual that I'm going to be fired because of my identity. Wow. Wow, is that crazy. And finally, they hate Tesla because of Elon and will never buy one of their cars. Well, I, I think I think that is a serious, unforeseen consequence for Elon. Or maybe he's thought it through. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that could change his fortune in the car world, certainly. So a lot of our favorite free speech thinkers are lawyers, and lawyers can only look at the world one way, legally, uh, it would seem. And um, uh, just really, the only response can be, look, they have the right to do this. It's got nothing to do with uh, the free speech in America. I disagree wholeheartedly about the culture of free speech and mm-hmm. and and having a culture of not allowing it, which is leading to all kinds of policies in workplaces and universities and everywhere else to not allow it. And I think that's a problem. And I think having uh, Elon trying to craft more of a culture of more free speech is a seriously important thing. Well, the point has been made by those more uh, eloquent than me that if you lose the culture of free speech, you will lose the laws quickly. I, abs- I think so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but whether or not Elon can fix, fix, using finger quotes, because I'm not sure what that means, Twitter, that is an open question. I don't know. And there's some... Uh, Good stuff about that we'll have to get into, and the whole censorship problem that I mentioned we'll get to in an hour or two. So there's more uh, more on that topic. Like Joe said, there's like four articles in the Wall Street Journal about this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, the, what What if the, the entire Twitter crew so freaks out when uh, Elon Musk uh, actually buys it, if he buys it? They'll be all be wetting themselves. There won't be a dry seat in the house. And, and then how's he going to run Twitter without any staff? Well, what if they all quit? Then Then what have you bought? Uh, more on that in a second. There's some other thoughts on that and a bunch of other stuff. If you want to comment, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How does the Easter Bunny get to your house? Can you 
the GPS. How does the Easter Bunny get around the entire planet in one day? He drives kids the Tooth Fairy. He catches a ride with the Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Do we know where the Easter Bunny lives? Um, from Easter Island. In Mexico? Florida. Do you want to say something to the Easter Bunny? I want some chocolate! <laughs> I want to say chocolate. <laughs> I think this is the last year. I think this is the last year for any kids in my household that believe in magical beings. I think this is the last. I think Sunday is the end of it. Mm. Which is, un, you know, necessary. You don't want your 21-year-old at your house waiting for the Easter Bunny. That would be sad in all kinds of different ways. Sure. Uh, but those are glorious moments when they're little kids and the magic of it all and everything like that. The whole lying to your children and teaching them things that aren't true is just, it's miraculous. It's in terms of the joy it brings me. <laughs> there was an odd twist there right in the middle. Uh, right, right. And sooner or later, you'll find yourself answering your kids' questions about taxes, as I do now. It's not quite as magical. But I think this is, I think this is the last Sunday, Sunday with the Easter Bunny. Um, so Elon Musk, world's richest man, trying to buy Twitter. There's the business angle of it. There's the uh, politics of it, of course. All kinds of different stuff involved. Saudi prince, Alawid bin Talal al-Saud, who is a billionaire also. Uh, one of Twitter's largest shareholders. Not the largest, because that's Elon, but one of the largest. Mm. Might have been the largest shareholder before Elon bought all that tweeted that he will vote to reject Elon Musk's $41 billion all-cash bid for the company. I don't believe that the proposed offer comes close to the value of Twitter, which is interesting. Twitter is valued exactly at what it's valued at by by shareholders. You can say that if you want to, Prince, uh, what's your face? But (laughs) See, we actually keep track of that sort of thing. So I'm not exactly sure why that Saudi prince doesn't want... Maybe it's because Twitter is uh, so hard on Israel. I don't know. I have no idea. David French with the piece in the Atlantic, why Elon won't fix Twitter, says it's unfixable, but he does have a paragraph in which he says this. Twitter punches well above its traffic and raw cultural impact, and that cultural influence is harmful to both sides of America's partisan divide. I would agree with both those statements, but the first one, for those of you who don't get it, yeah, there is a tiny percentage of people that are on Twitter and tweet, but the cultural impact of Twitter is huge. It affects the politics wherever you live, guaranteed. For good and ill, obviously. For good and ill. Yeah, I would argue, and others have as well, that the Democratic Party is way off track, has gone insane, is, is committing suicide because of Twitter. So Glenn Greenwald, a journalist who sometimes I agree with, sometimes I don't, but he he yesterday said, I'm canceling my commitments for the day so I can watch liberals become unhinged, hysterical, and panicked over the prospect that they might not be able to wield censorship power on Twitter. Uh, And retweeted this guy named Jeff Jarvis, who got a lot of attention yesterday, a blue check mark. He's a professor in New York City, author, and rises to the level of blue check mark Twitter, which is when Twitter deems you appropriately powerful and it's their algorithm for that is unknowable anyway he tweeted out today on twitter feels like the last evening in a berlin nightclub at the twilight of the weimar germany 
That is the most overwrought, ridiculous thing you could possibly say. But that's the sort of thing that passes for legitimate, reasonable content on Twitter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am checking my instruments. I am recalibrating. Yes, folks, we have arrived at peak stupid. (laughs) At this very moment, that statement brought mankind to the peak of stupidity. But... If, well, if Elon is going to allow more content, it is going to get very difficult because you have to censor some stuff, and that can be very hard, as Facebook learned years ago. And if you haven't heard about their trials and tribulations with figuring out what to eliminate from their platform, stay tuned to the kickoff of Hour 2 because it's really interesting. And if you can't, grab the podcast later. and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at FisherHomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Finance provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 